Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to our live stream. We appreciate you being with us today. And we do pray that this will be an encouragement to you. This will not be like a regular service. We've had to change it a little thing, a little bit due to the current situation our country and the world is facing. But we're here today to be an encouragement and to help you. And we do pray that what we do today will be an encouragement to you. Again, we have changed some things around. And so hopefully this will be a great blessing to you today. Hopefully it will. Brother Wes is going to come and he's going to sing a song. Then I'm going to come back, give an announcement or two, and then we'll have prayer. And then Brother Daniel's going to sing. And then I will give a message to you this morning. Brother Wes. Strength from day 
It reaches through the highest mountain. It flows through the lowest valley. The blood that gives me strength from day to day. It's for never It's love. It reaches to the highest mountain. It flows to the lowest valley of love. That gives me strength from day to day. It will never lose its fall. It will never lose its Amen. Amen. That was great. Well, again, God bless you. We appreciate you joining in with us this morning, and we do pray the Lord will bless you. I've got just a few minutes, and I'm not singing again. And, and, uh, and, uh, um, I promise you, that's one of the things you have when you deal with technology. And so, and, Amen. Uh, us. I, I am not singing for you. Don't worry. So, anyhow, but uh, again, God bless you for joining in. We do pray. The that you'll get much out of this and that uh, you'll be encouraged by all that's said and done. And so uh, remind you of a couple things real quick, if you can, um, just uh, pray for each other and uh, call each other and, and send text notes to encourage one another. Again, they're calling for social distancing, but this doesn't mean that you cut yourself off from people totally. You can pick up the phone and call people. They just don't want you to go and get close to people don't go visit people at other's houses one of the things they brought out today and things like that but again let me encourage you to call each other and send text notes i know i sent some notes this morning to people and i've done it earlier this week and so let me encourage you to do the same pick up the phone and call people and check on them let them know you're praying for them you love them you know you haven't forgot about them uh you know what we don't want is is to have people get discouraged at a time like this or depressed and and let's do what we can to try to encourage one another through phone calls and text notes and things of that nature. Also, again, live streaming. We'll do this again tonight at 6 o'clock, and uh, we'll be live streaming straight from the auditorium here. Wednesday night, we'll be live streaming again at 7 o'clock. Um, it may be a little bit different Wednesday night. We don't know. We're going to look at what the mayor has put out. And so Wednesday night may be a little bit different. And so, But we'll still be live streaming Wednesday night, or willing, at 7 o'clock. Um, a question has come up. A third thing I want to point out, a question has come up about giving. Some people, uh, when we made phone calls, our secretary, Kathy, made some phone calls about giving offerings, and they're like, what do we do with our offerings? And we talked about that. If you want to drop your offering in the mail, you can. And uh, just drop it in the mail, put it in, you know, uh, you know, put, just drop it in the mail, and we'll get it here at the church. Or um, we are working on something right now. We don't have it set up yet. We're working on online giving. But uh, most of you know I'm not going to be a beggar. I don't believe in begging. 
I, I, I don't use high pressure tactics. And so if, if you want to give, that's up to you and you can drop it in the mail and we'll take it. Again, we are working on an online giving option. Uh, now we do need to pray today. And one of the things I want to do is I want to have prayer for this situation. Um, and we do need to pray. And I know last Sunday, the president called for a day of prayer. I know today, uh, mayor of Nashville has called for a day of prayer or asked us to pray. And we do need to pray about this situation. I thought of some things we need to pray for, and we need to pray for healing. Those that are sick, uh, I was encouraged this morning to see that 19 in Metro Davidson County have recovered. I think that's what it said, or it could be statewide. I saw they said something about 19 and recovered. And so, you know, we've seen some people recovering nationwide from this thing and around the world. So pray for healing, if you would. Pray for healing. Also, praise that, pray that the disease, the Lord would just take the disease away. Let's pray that the Lord would do that. Let's pray that God would give our leaders wisdom. You know, the Bible tells us in Timothy to pray for those that have the rule over us. But we need to pray that they will have wisdom. Pray for our, our city leaders, county leaders, our state leaders, our federal government leaders, you know, the president, the Congress, the um, people that are dealing with this. Pray for our governor and the people there and, and, and our mayor and pray for all of our leaders. Also, this one, I'm going to ask you to pray for other churches. You know, some churches are struggling during this time. I've already heard of some things. So be in prayer for other churches that God will bless and take care of them. And also just pray for all the people in general, and all the businesses in town, because some people, you know, have been laid off or lost jobs and things like that. Pray for these businesses. And let's pray that this thing will go away quick and that things will come back fast. And so we're going to pray right now. And I'm going to encourage you that are at home to bow your head with me, to pray right where you're at. And let's ask God to do something today. Father, we thank you for your goodness. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be able to live stream today. And Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit of God will just do a work now. Father, you know what's going on. This thing did not catch you by surprise. And Father, I pray that right now that you would bring healing to the sick. I pray that you touch this disease and take it completely out of our society. Father, I pray you'd work a miracle there. And Father, I pray that you would give our leaders wisdom, and I pray that you would just bless them to know how to deal with this. And Father, I pray that you would just touch the ones that have been affected. It seems like everybody's affected. And Father, I just pray that you touch people today and encourage their heart, help those protect people from getting the disease. And Father, again, I just pray that you'd work and bless all the people today the people in Nashville, the people in Middle Tennessee, the people in our country, the people around the world. And Father, I pray again that you would bring healing. I pray you take the disease away. I pray that you give our doctors and nurses special grace today. And I pray you'd watch over them, our first responders, anybody that's involved. Father, I just pray that again, you bring encouragement to hearts. But again, Father, rid us of this disease. I beg you to do that. And I plead it through the blood of Jesus Christ that you would just bring healing today. For we ask in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Brother Daniel is going to sing for us at this time, and I know it will be a blessing to you. Amen. I know it will be a blessing. Amazing grace, how sweet. 
person that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. T'was grace that taught my heart to fear and grace my fears relieve how precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed When we've been there Ten thousand years Bright shining as the Then when we first began. Amen. 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 Appreciate that, Brother Daniel. This morning, I want to ask you, if you would, to take your Bible. And if you don't have a Bible, you can look at it on your iPad or on your cell phone or something like that. I want to encourage you, if, you, if, if I can to go to Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11, and uh, go there if you would please, Hebrews chapter 11, and I'm taking you to Hebrews 11 for a purpose this morning, a Hebrews 11 for a purpose. Now, let me just share with you as you're looking in your Bible, I'll give you a moment to get there, or give you a moment to look it up on your iPad, or on your iPhone, or, or on your Galaxy, or Samsung, or whatever you have, and uh, you know, you, if you don't have a Bible app, let me encourage you to download on your uh, well, on your phone, if you don't, and, and you do have your Bible, open it up and look with me. And if not, just listen, and I'll read the Bible here in a minute. But let me encourage you, if I can, to tune back in tonight. Tonight, I've got something on my heart I want to share. And I, tonight, I want to preach a message of hope. And so at 6 o'clock tonight, my goal is to preach on the subject, hope in the midst of confusion. Hope in the midst of confusion. And that's what I want to do. I want these messages to be encouraging and to offer hope people in hope to people in this crazy time. This morning, I want to talk to you on a subject that has come up a little bit this week, and I want to share with you if I can. And this this message this morning is just going to be a little bit me sharing from my heart if I can. And and uh, I want to share from Hebrews chapter eleven. That's where we're going to start. And Hebrews chapter eleven and verse one says, "Now faith is the substance of things hoped for." the evidence of things not seen. 
Now, you read that verse with me, you kind of get the idea. You know where I'm going. I'm going to be talking about faith this morning. Faith, faith in the midst of these hard times. Notice verse 2, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are were not made of things. Whoop, I'll get it out again. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see God, and was not found because God had translated him, for before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Let's pray and ask God to bless our time together. Let me encourage you to bow your head with me, and let's pray and ask God to bless our time. Father, bless our time in the Word. Help me to be an encouragement and help the people today. And Father, I pray that your will would be done. I pray that you would be honored. And Father, I pray that more than anything, you'd encourage hearts today. For we ask in Jesus' name, amen, amen. You know, as I thought about this, I thought about faith this week. And one of the reasons I thought about this is some questions came up. And so let me just say this by way of introduction, if I can, about faith. And that is this, that faith is an important part of the Christian life. In fact, I was thinking about where does it really fit into the Christian life, and it is a key part of the Christian life. It is key to our Christian life. Now, how can I say that? Well, let me let me illustrate, let me tell you what I mean. Well, number one, we are saved by faith, are we not? Ephesians 2 8, for by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We are saved by faith in Jesus Christ. You know, and the Bible tells us there in Acts chapter 16. That, that the Philippian jailer went into Paul and said, what must I do to be saved? And he said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. The word believe there has the idea of putting your faith in confidence in somebody. And that's what John 3, 16 means too. When he says, whosoever believeth, it's talking about putting your faith in somebody. And so we are saved by putting our faith in Jesus Christ as Savior. Number two, we are to live by faith. Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 4 states the just shall live by faith. In other words, we are to live our daily lives by faith in God. I know a lot of us, we want to see everything just laid out perfectly. We want to make sure our retirement is right. We want to make sure this is right, that is right. But the Bible tells us that really how we ought to live is by faith in God. How many of us trust things instead of God? You know, we need to be living by faith. Number three... Now, by the way, that doesn't mean we shouldn't prepare, and I'll say more about that in a minute, but we live by faith. Number three, we are to pray in faith. One of the things we need to do is when we pray, we need to believe. Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, when you ask, you believe that you receive, and we are to pray in faith. Number five, number four, rather, we please God by faith. The passage we're looking at right here states in verse six, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. And then number six, number five rather, I don't know why I keep saying these, I apologize, but number five rather, we obey God by faith. Here in Hebrews chapter 11, one of the reasons I brought you to this text is I wanna encourage you to go later today and read Hebrews 11. And one of the things you see here is that these, these people in Hebrews 11 that are listed here, they obeyed God by faith, by faith. They trusted what God told them to do and they obeyed God and they lived for him, and they did what they did 
by faith in God. Now, I want you to think about faith this morning. Faith is important. And, and that's what I try to illustrate with those five things right here. Faith is important. Now, with that said, I want to share just three thoughts with you about faith this morning that I think are very important that you and I need to look at in the day in which you and I live. Number one, we need to guard our faith. We need to guard our faith. Now, let me just be honest. This day that you and I are in can knock us down spiritually. It can affect our faith. It can cause us to faint in our faith. It can cause us to have a lapse of faith because people today will question things. and They'll look at things crazily, and it can cause us to, to, to falter in our faith. In fact, the enemy will use that against us. You know, if you if you read the story about in the Bible, Luke 22, down around verse 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, you read there about Simon Peter and how Jesus warned Simon Peter that Satan had desired to have him, that he may sift him as wheat. And then Jesus comes back in verse 32 and says, but Peter, I want you to know I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. Thy faith fail not. Think about that for a minute. Jesus was praying for Peter that his faith wouldn't fail in the midst of the testing or trial that he was going through. What does that tell you? That tells you that you and I need to be on guard. Why? Because the enemy wants to use this to try to knock us down in our faith. Isn't that what he did to Job? He caused all these bad things to happen to Job. What? To try to get Job to turn away from God and turn against God. He told God, he said, hey, God, you take everything away from him and he'll curse you to your faith. Folks, you and I need to be on guard because if we're not careful, what's going on in the world and all the news today can cause us to falter in our faith. Amen. It can cause us to falter. I, I, um, the best thing I, the best way I know to illustrate is to tell on myself. And and if if you've been around our church any, uh, you know that I will tell stories on myself once in a while. Well, uh, I had one of those instances this week, and uh, I, uh, I. Um, came in the house, and, and for those of you that know me, you know, and if you don't know me, let me just tell you a little bit about myself. I can be a news junkie if I allow myself to be. I have purposely had to stop doing that in my life because I can get into news left and right, and I can read and read and look and listen and watch and things like that, and I've had to cut myself off a lot of it. Well, when all this stuff came up about this virus, one of the things I did is, guess what? I got back into watching you know, news conferences, looking at the news, doing things like that, reading a lot, and, and all this other kind of stuff. I got into that real heavy. I did. Well, I caught myself this week on something. I started listening too much. And I'm not saying we shouldn't turn the news off or anything like that, because we need to have the updates. But yesterday, I came in the house, and I told my wife the news was on, and, and we'd had it planned, just playing and playing and playing you know, with all the updates, this and this and this. And I came in and I said, listen, I said, are you watching it? She said, no, I just got it on. And I said, well, I'm going to turn the channel. I can't remember what I turned to. I can't tell you what I turned to. All I know is I started channel surfing. Can I tell you why? Because the news got to me a little bit. The news discouraged me a little bit. The news set me back a little bit. And I had to step back from it because all the bombardment of all the bad news got to me. And so I had to back up a little bit because it was killing me spiritually and it was killing my faith. And can I tell you something? It, it, I cannot allow that to happen. I've got to be on guard not to let things impact my faith because this situation, the enemy, the devil will use it against you to try to hinder your faith.
So number one, let me encourage you today to be on guard. Be on guard with your faith, because if not, the enemy will try to knock you down. Number two, the second thing, second thing I want to bring out today is this. Some people have the wrong idea about faith. Some people have the wrong idea. Now, Hebrews 11, 1, people have called a definition of faith. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You know, some people have the idea that uh, faith is kind of strange. It's kind of just blind believing. It's walking in the dark without a light or things like that. You know, people today have asked, where is your faith, Brother Scott? Where is your faith? I know I've read some stories about some churches that are not going to close. And I'm thinking, whoa, wait a minute. You know, that's uh, to me, you know, and I'm not going to criticize people. But one of the questions that comes up is this, is not having services a lack of faith in God? Is not having services a lack of faith in God? Now, let me just tell you where I'm standing on this. And most of you know me, I have made the decision and I work with some of our leadership and things like that. And we've listened to people that we get advice from and things like that. We listen to the news and, and we have decided to close our services and go live stream only at this time. That's what we've decided to do. And, and I know some people have, may wonder about that and I'm sorry we've had to do that, but I've done it for the safety of our church family. That was my primary reason for doing it the safety of our church family. Second reason I did is testimony, because we want to be an encouragement to those around us, and we don't want to look like we're trying to hinder what's going on in our country to stop the spread of this virus. But let me just say this. I believe God can take care of me. I believe I am safer in the will of God than anywhere else, and I believe he can take care of me. But let me just illustrate that. Uh, I've got a screwdriver sitting over on the bench over there, and, and uh, I, I should have brought it up here. It, it's actually uh, an electrician screwdriver, and and the reason is I, you know, and, and it, it, I have it here just in case I ever need it to like take off uh, a switch covers or something like that, or put them on like I put a switch cover on this morning or whatever. But I've got a screwdriver sitting here. But can I tell you something? Just because I have faith in God and I believe God will protect me, doesn't mean I'm going to take that screwdriver and stick it in a light socket and test and see if God is really going to. Um, uh, uh, take care of me or not, see if he's really going to uh, protect me. I'm not going to take it and stick it in a wall outlet just to see if God, if I'm not going to get killed. No, I believe in God and I believe God can take care of me, but I'm not going to go do something like that. It's kind of like, uh, and, and, and it's kind of like, I think most people know my position on snake handling and drinking poison and things like that. I know there are some people that say, well, if you, you know, Mark 16 says they can take up serpents and, things like that. Well, let me tell you, I'm not going to have snakes in church. I, I can tell you that now. And I'm not going to go out and get a bottle of ammonia and drink it down. You know, I'm not going to do that. Why? Because that those verses talk about God's protection, not about tempting God to see if he will protect you. See, those verses there refer to like passages like Acts 28, where Paul was gathering wood and a snake came out of the fire and bit him. It's talking about God's divine protection, not tempting God. Let me, let me tell you, lack of faith is not taking precautions, you know? That, that's, that's not lacking faith, taking precautions. You know, in Acts, chapter 20, in Acts chapter 8, people were scattered abroad because of the persecution. In other words, persecution came up, and people went to protect their lives. Was that a lack of faith? No. What? Actually, most people believe 
What that was, was part of that persecution was possibly part of the plan of God to get them to take the gospel into the whole world. Because in Acts 1.8, they were told to take the gospel everywhere and they hadn't done it. And persecution came up and guess what? They went everywhere taking the gospel out. So was that a lack of faith? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I read something by a pastor this week. My wife read it on Facebook. She sent it to me via email. And uh, a pa another pastor here in Tennessee put something out like, well, I wear it, you know, and he was talking about having faith in God. He said, I have faith in God, but I still wear a seatbelt. I thought that was good. He said, I have faith in God, but I still lock my doors at night. You know, he said, I have faith in God, but I have smoke detectors in my house. You know, he said, I have faith in God and I take my medicine. You know, I have faith in God. And I thought about this. I have faith in God. I still get a flu shot. You know, I still do it. I know some people don't. Some people do. But folks, what I want you to understand is some people have the wrong idea about faith. It's not taking precaution. It's just not going willy nilly and running on. You know, faith is trusting God and living and, and living for the Lord according to his word. It's but it, there's nothing wrong with taking precautions. Nothing at all. And so I want you to understand that some people have the wrong idea about faith. And then the third thing I want to say this morning is this. The third thing I want to say is this. Um, get into the Word of God. Get into the Word of God. And, and what do I mean by this? What am I trying to bring out by this? Some people have asked me over the years, Bro, Scott, how can I increase my faith? How can I grow stronger in my faith? I love the story in Mark chapter 9 where the man came to Jesus, brought the, brought the, his demon-possessed son, and... and uh, so, and, and Jesus looked at him and said, all things are possible to him that believeth. And the man looked at Jesus and he said, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. Hey, folks, there's nothing wrong with saying you're struggling with faith. There's nothing wrong with saying you're struggling with faith in God. Nothing wrong with that at all. But you know what happened next? Jesus healed the man's son. But can I tell you, if you want to grow your faith, if you want to increase your faith, you need to get into the Word of God. Amen. Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Right here. Right here. The Bible, the Word of God. If you want to grow in your faith, you need to get into the Word. Read it. Meditate on it. Memorize it. Listen to it. preached and taught. I mean, get into the Word of God to grow your faith. You know, I was, I was reading an article recently, and one of the things that popped out was another article popped up, and it said, what to binge watch while you're stuck at home? What to binge watch? Talking about the things you ought to watch on TV. And I got to thinking about that. You know, instead of binge watching, why don't we do some binge reading? Why don't we do some binge reading? You know, the Bible will give you comfort in your heart. You know, I almost preached on John 14 this morning. John 14. John 14, verses 1 through 6 is where I thought about preaching. And there Jesus had just given his disciples some bad news. And just as he gave them that bad news that would flip the world upside down, he used those famous words, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, 
there ye may be also. Get those famous words right there. It comes on down to verse 6. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I thought about those words. Those words. When Jesus spoke those words, you know what those words were meant to do? They were meant to give encouragement and comfort to disciples in a hard time. Do you need encouragement and comfort? Do you need your faith strengthened? Get into the Word. Get into the Word. I, I listened to a, a video conference with pastors last night. And another pastor said something that kind of stuck out to me, something they promoted last Sunday in their live stream. And, and they, they talked about some of the news and how bad it was and things like that. And he said, in, he said one of the things he said last Sunday was, turn the news down, not off, not off. And then he said, do something else. Well, my friends, can I encourage you today? Turn the news down a little bit. Don't turn it off. You need to know what's going on. But can I encourage you? Get into the Bible to increase your faith. Get into the Bible to help you in your faith in this hard time. These are tough times. People don't know what to do. But folks, in this time, you can still maintain your faith in God and have faith in God by getting into the Word of God and letting it speak to your heart and letting the Holy Spirit of God increase your faith through the Word of God. Now, let me tell you, once you start growing in your faith, faith has got to be practiced, which means you'll have to go through things to see your faith grow. But folks, if you want to get some faith, get into the Word. Get into the Word. Now, can I ask you a question, though? Have you done the first thing that faith requires, and that's being saved? Are you saved? Are you a child of God? Have you been saved? My friend, if you're not saved, can I talk to you for a minute? Are you sure of heaven? If you're not sure of heaven, can I speak to you? Can I talk directly to you right where you're at? My friend, the Bible tells us that you and I can be sure of heaven. First John chapter 5, and verse 13, he said, These things have I spoken unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. Did you catch that? That you may know you have eternal life. Somebody may say, but Brother Scott, that's presumptuous. You can't know you can't, can have eternal life in heaven with God. Yes, you can. The Bible tells us so. The Bible is the Word of God, my friends. And the Bible tells us that you and I can know for sure that heaven is our home. We don't have to think. We don't have to doubt. We don't have to hope. We don't have to wonder. We can know for sure. But folks, what you got to realize is that it's only through Jesus Christ. It's only through him. First John 5, 12 states, He that hath the Son hath life. And he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. My friend, if you've got the Son, you've got life. If you don't have him, you don't have life. But my friend, it's only through Jesus Christ. One of the greatest verses in the Bible is John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You know what that verse tells us? That verse tells us that God loves you. Where he said God so loved the world, that means that God loves every person on this earth. And that includes you and me. He loves you and me. Think about that. God, the God that created the world, the God of heaven and earth, loves you and me. But it also tells you how much God loved you. He said, for God so loved the world. 
In other words, God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son. You say, what does that mean? What that means very simply is that God loves you so much that he sent Jesus, the Son of God, into the world. He was born of a virgin Mary, lived a sinless life, but he sent him into the world to go to the cross of Calvary. Behind me, above my head, we have a cross on the wall of our building here. You may not be able to see it, but trust me, it's there. And and uh, they're, they're looking right now to see if they can expand it so you can see it. Now you can see it, but right up here you see that cross. What happened was is that God loved you so much that he sent Jesus into the world to go to the cross. For he died a substitutionary death. He died for you and me. Why? For two reasons. God loved you so much and sent Jesus to go to that cross and die. Why? So you and I could have eternal life in heaven with God. Amen. The rest of John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Did you get that? Jesus went to the cross so that you could have everlasting life. So that you could know for sure that you have eternal life in heaven with God. That's the first reason Jesus died, was so you could have eternal life. Second reason Jesus died is so that you would not have to perish. Did you see that in John 3.16 or hear that? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You say, what does that mean, should not perish? Well, what that means is this. If you look at it and then following verses 16 and 7, um, verses 17 and 18, you find this out. Folks, you and I are sinners. And as sinners, we are guilty and deserve to be punished. And the Bible teaches that God has already set it up, is that we have to face judgment because of our sin. And if we do not accept Jesus, to be honest with you, that judgment is hell. That judgment is hell. We already stand condemned. But God looked down and said, I love you so much. I don't want you to face that judgment. I don't want you to face that judgment. So he sent Jesus to die for you on the cross of Calvary so that you could be pardoned and then one day have eternal life in heaven with him. That's how much God loved you. God loved you so much that he gave his son to die for you. That's how much God loves you. God loved you that much. My friend, would you like to be saved today if you've never been saved? Would you like to know Jesus as your Savior? You say, how can I do that? Well, number one, you got to realize you're a sinner. you got to admit that, that you're a sinner and that you deserve to be punished. you got to realize that. Number two, you got to believe on Jesus. you got to believe on him. Believe that God sent him down as a son of God to die for you. He was buried and he rose again the third day. Can I ask you, do you believe the truth about Jesus, the son of God dying for you, being buried and then rising from the dead so you could have eternal life? That's the reason Jesus rose from the dead, to give us life. Do you believe that? And then number three, we must with a repentant heart accept him by faith. By faith. Did you catch it? By faith, it's by faith, Amen. believing in who he is and believing that he will save. 
Romans chapter 10 and verse 9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Romans 10, 13 states, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. My friend, do you know Jesus? If you're willing right now with a repentant heart to believe that Jesus died for you and that he will save you if you ask him, he will save you. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. My friend, are you saved? Would you like to be saved right now? Right now, if you want to pray a simple prayer, you can pray, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sin, and best I know how, I'm looking to Jesus for salvation. Save me. For Jesus' sake, amen. And he will save you. He will save you. My friend, if you have prayed to receive Christ or you want to know more about being a Christian, you can contact me. And I'll call you or send you something back email-wise. You say, how do I contact you, Brother Scott? Well, we have a website. It's WhitleyMemorial.com. And on that website at WhitleyMemorial.com, you can contact in the header above. And on that contact, when you hit that contact, you come up to a page. And on that page, you fill out the form and you hit submit. You can write me a note. That comes directly to me. And you can send me a note. My friend, do you know Jesus? It's simple. You can know Jesus. Or you can go to our website and you'll find a new birth link there. You can also find God's Bridge there. It's in several languages that God's Bridge is. You click on it. It'll open you up and you can look at the gospel in other languages around the world. My friend, I trust you know Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. Father, I pray the Holy Spirit would just work. Father, I pray you bless hearts. Father, if there's somebody that's lost, I pray you'd save them. Father, just do a work with families today. I pray you'd heal the sick. I pray you'd touch hearts. Take this virus away. For we ask in Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening today.